Pop Sugar's Love Rants is brought to you by Yuli, an innovative online healthcare platform exclusively for women that says buck that to the traditional healthcare system. Get online and get faster access to women's health and medicine by visiting yuli.com.au. Hello and welcome to Pop Sugar's Love Rants. Before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which we're recording and pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. I'm Melissa Mason, a journalist, podcaster and the host of Love Rants. We're here to have conversations that get to the heart of various topics that fall under the broad umbrella of love, sex and relationships. Throughout this series, I'll sit down with someone different as we navigate the vulnerability, embarrassment and preciousness of love and self-love. Well, welcome back everyone to Love Rants. I am your host, Melissa Mason. And today I have someone with me who I've wanted to do a podcast with for ages. I feel like we've been trying to do this for so long, Aurelia. Um, It's Aurelia Sinclair. She's a comedian. You're a writer. You're a podcaster yourself. You're like the ultimate slashy. (laughs) (laughs) Got to do it all. (laughs) Got to do it all. Um, You are super fun and funny on Instagram and also very aesthetically pleasing as a vibe. Like I'm always looking at your house tours and just feeling sad for my own like a boat? <laughs> no, your Instagram is equally as aesthetically pleasing. I love your little dog. <laughs> I love the things you post. I mean, he does make up for it. He he really does the hard work on there, little Ted. Um, but look, I think something that anyone that follows you on Instagram or has come across any of your reels has really loved is your own love story. I feel like I got so deeply invested the moment I saw your (laughs) pictures from your Vegas wedding, correct? Yes. Which like I was just in Las Vegas and I was like, my partner wasn't even there. And I was like, I would also do this. I would get married here. This is amazing. Yeah. It's just really kind of the place, I think. Also having grown up with so much American culture, I always had this obsession with Las Vegas and how easy it is. Or how easy they make it look to get, you know, hitched there. Yes. So when the opportunity like came up, um, we were both just so into it. (laughs) But look, take us back and sort of tell us a bit about your love story with your wife. Yeah. So Tamara and I met on Instagram, the ultimate dating app. (laughs) Love it. Um, She just like reacted to one of my stories and at that point, like whenever somebody would follow me because I was single, I was like, looking at their profile to be like, oh, okay, why are you following me? (laughs) Um, So obviously did the same for her. And she just like fire reacted to something I posted that was, you know, meant to kind of get people into my DMs, you know, when you're in that stage of like dating. Yes, I have definitely done that before. (laughs) And it worked. And then I went down her profile and I like, you know, scrolled back to 2015 as you do. And... I saw like some photos of her previous relationship. So I was like, oh shit, like she's probably still with this person. Like this is like Mm. maybe kind of recent, but not too recent. So I wasn't sure what was going on. Um, But then she started talking to me and I just went with it. I just put the, you know, belief that she maybe was still seeing someone to the side and was like, okay, we'll just talk and see what happens. And then it turned out that she was in fact single but living on the Gold Coast while I was in Melbourne. 
Uh oh, awkward, awkward complications. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, complications from the start. But I like challenges, and mm. I think it was kind of nice because at this stage, I'd been on like a maybe one or two dates from when I went through my last breakup, and. It felt like we were able to have more space, not being in the same place because we didn't have to see each other straight away. Yeah, so you got to know each other a bit better. Exactly, yeah. We're just phone calls, voice messages. Um, both of us had COVID at the same time. <laughs> um, How romantic. And then <laughs> it's so romantic just doing quarantine remotely. And then I took the flight to the Gold Coast to meet her for our first date. And how long into the relationship was that? Like three weeks. Cute. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> and yeah, straight away I was like, oh, there's something really like special going on here. And the connection was just as strong in person as over the phone. And we mm. started, you know, pretty much seeing each other exclusively straight away and went back and forth for, I think, maybe three or four months, each visiting the other whenever we could. And then she was going to the States and, and Europe for her work, touring with a comedian. So we knew that the deadline of her leaving was coming up soon. And we're just really like in love and obsessed with each other. So I showed her this ring, which I found online on like a Instagram where they're selling like secondhand jewelry, which is really nice and thoughtful. And I was like, I just want to give you this, you know, so you have something to like remember me by. It wasn't like mm. supposed to be an engagement, but when <laughs> yeah. the ring arrived, <laughs> um, I just asked her <laughs> if she wanted to marry me and she said yes. <laughs> so I love that um, it just like happened. It was kind of like it just happened. Like it wasn't one of those like surprise and like saving up for, you know, a three month salary type ring. It was really just a, a ring that came up that was pretty and like vintage and affordable and was going to be like a don't forget me. I'm on your finger. And mm. then I was just like, oh, we might as well. And we'd kind of spoken about the itinerary of the tour before because we always decided that I was going to visit her at some stage but mm. we hadn't decided yet whether there was going to be in like New York where they had a few days off or Las Vegas where they had like a few days off not touring. Mm. And yeah, just the chance to be there at the same time and sort of fitted in with the work trip was too good to pass up. So then I started kind of planning everything remotely while she was working. So it all kind of came together in a way, like your engagement and then your wedding sort of, I wouldn't like not necessarily spur of the moment, but definitely like less sort of like long, long-term planning, I suppose. Yeah, I think I'd seen a lot of my friends kind of go through the being engaged for several years and planning the wedding for, you know, 12 plus months and stressing about guest, li guest lists and menus and all that goes with the sort of traditional wedding industry. And I didn't want any of that. And also Tamara had been married before. So she'd done the like big wedding as well. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to have it just be asked this time. Is there anything that you 
regret about not having a big wedding or do you feel like this was def- like the right decision for you 100%? Because I think this is like definitely a trend that's happening with weddings, right? It's like the micro wedding, right? And so it's like people are doing eloping or just these like far smaller and less taxing weddings. And I think they're great. But then sometimes I wonder like, do you wish that your friends were there or something like that? Sometimes, I mean, we're still kind of planning on maybe having a big party at some point when we Mm. are in a more like financially stable position to do that because we would like to celebrate with all our friends and sort of have a party. But again, sort of in a micro setting, I'm thinking maybe 40 to 50 guests rather than something huge. Mm. And I think it's kind of recession core. (laughs) Yeah, We can afford to have (laughs) like a really big wedding these days. And also just the wedding industry has turned out to be this really, you know, the fact that when you say wedding anything, the price goes up because people know they can charge more. And I don't think it was like that, you know, 30, 40 years ago. I was just about to say that that is exactly, yeah, like that's for me, I think my partner and I have had conversations before just like about, oh, like, should we, do we want to get married and things like that? And even in my own head, if I think about marriage, I think one of my biggest hurdles is the cost because I even had a friend who was like, I did a really small wedding and it was still like $10,000. And then I'm like, oh, but if I had $10,000, I'd want to go overseas or like I'd want to buy like, I don't know, (laughs) property or start to think about it, you know, like, like it it is kind of that thing of, of, of costs just are going through the roof and then, you know, it's this celebration, but then if it's actually costing you so much money, is it worth that whole experience? So yeah, I definitely think recession core is a big part of it. And also I think um, it doesn't take away having like a small wedding or ceremony that's just for you. You don't have to celebrate everything with everybody. Um, I, I love my friends, but ultimately the wedding is about us, not them. So yeah, that was like another yes. thing that sort of came to mind making that decision. Yes, absolutely. Like I think for me, my head goes to two places. I think it is really nice seeing everybody turning to this. It's just us celebrating our love together without anybody else or with just a few key people or whatever it is. I really love the sentiment, the sentiment of that. And then on the flip side mm-hmm. of it, I think, oh my God, my parents would kill me if I eloped somewhere. <laughs> but like, then there's that whole conversation that people have where they're like, you know, weddings have become about everybody else and not about the actual couple. Mm, I think that's true. Um, yeah, especially with the bridezilla myth. I think sometimes it's the parents who are actually the crazy ones, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Yes, like the like the involvement. I remember I had a friend who was like her mum wanted to wear a white dress to the wedding and she as a person just didn't want her mum to wear a white dress to the wedding and her mum was like, it's my day too. <laughs> what? <laughs> but it kind no, of is because I get it's it not. in a way. <laughs> well, like I get it in a way because it's like the parents that are very invested in their kids are like, well, this is one of, you know, either their only or one of only a handful of chances to like 
celebrate the big day and they've got all their relatives coming. So I can, I, it's not that I agree, but I can kind of see how a parent's brain goes to that place. But I just think, wow, the pressure mm. on these two people and on that relationship too. Like I often wonder the pressure that weddings put on your relationship because you're dealing with all these problems you wouldn't normally deal with. Mm, it's doing like the ultimate test for some people, it seems. Um, no, I feel like that's the other thing. Like the relationship is suffering before you're even married. And then it's mm. like, what's the point? <laughs> Yes. And then like, what does that do to your relationship long term? Like, are they all problems that you just wouldn't have experienced if you chose not to get married or if you chose to just do something really small? Mm. Did you always see yourself as getting married or was this sort of like a surprise to you? It was a bit of a surprise, to be honest, because I had left my last relationship where I felt a lot of pressure about adhering to like a timeline of, you know, getting married, buying property, having kids. Those were all things that were really important to my previous partner, for example, that made me feel like a bit uncomfortable and not ready. And mm. I didn't know if I wanted to sign up for all of that, especially the kids part and the property part. I was like, oh, I don't really want to lock myself into that right now and then in this relationship something happened where we were really clear about what we wanted in our future in regards to like kids and buying property didn't those weren't things that were like high on our priority list mm. um, and we both actually have decided that we don't want kids and something about that made me feel really at ease and I kind of let my guard down and there's something about the romanticism of getting married that was really attractive to me always. Like I always liked the idea of this is going to be, you know, my person like legally mm. <laughs> in the eyes of the law and, you know, the Lord, maybe this is my <laughs> I thought my you person. were about like to say that, the Lord. <laughs> I don't know. It's the Lord and the law, <laughs> you know, like I was like, oh, that's kind of hot. <laughs> Like people are like, I don't want the government in my relationship. And I kind of agree. I like don't really want them in my relationship. But also something about that is like incredibly sexy to me because there's something hot about like commitment. <laughs> well, this is no, this is so true. I have friends who have gotten married recently and they're like, the biggest thing that changed was just this deeper intimacy that we found in getting married. And I don't think that always happens for everybody, but I can see how that could happen. Is that something you found? Yes, I, I agree with this. I didn't expect that either. I just thought, well, it'll pretty much be the same. And a lot of things are the same, but there's something really intimate about having made that promise to each other. And I guess even in any relationship, you can make any promise to each other and it can mean the same thing as getting married to you. Like, I don't think you have to sign papers or have a ceremony in order to do that. But for me, it just added, it added so, so much that it was worth it. Yeah, that's so lovely. And like, cause I think, yeah, my personal stance on marriage flip-flops and I think financial the financial element is one thing, but also did you ever feel like nervous about it all? Mm, I think I was nervous getting on the plane, going to the US to go to <laughs> Las Vegas because I was like, what if she changed her mind? Or mm. what if I, because at this stage we'd been 
apart for maybe five or six weeks and she was working and we're talking every day of course but I had this little fear about arriving and things being different and when we saw each other and it was just the same like within moments it didn't feel weird or like there wasn't a disconnect like I had been worrying so that was an affirmation to go ahead and it being the right decision but I think it's normal to have those thoughts because it is a big decision it's not like you can get divorced obviously I think uh, people sometimes make it out to be like and this is forever and I want it to be forever but I also come from a household where my parents were divorced so I know that that's a reality and a possibility and obviously a lot of people out there are divorced but that's not in my eyes again a reason not to get married because if the chances are 50-50 I mean there's a 50% chance that we will stay together so the odds on that are pretty good (laughs) if you ask me. Do you know what I think is like the crucial part of that though is I want it to work out and I want to stay married because I am really obsessed with this idea of like deconstructing like the romanticism around long-term relationships. It's like my new favorite topic. Um, And not to say that Mm -hmm. things can't be romantic and obviously like your love story is so romantic. Your wedding is so romantic. Like that engagement story is so adorable, but like the, like you looking at it and going, I can see that relationships can break down. I can see that marriages can end, but I want this to work. And like to want, something to work I think is the key because I think if we're we're going into long-term love and going oh I just expect this to work out because this person is my person it'll just work out end of that's when I think we run into traps where when anything stops feeling perfect or you know we run into any issues or you know anything intrudes on our relationship that creates you know any strife we go oh it's not perfect anymore I want to run away like I think that doing the work or like having that commitment to it is a big part of it Mm, I agree I think I also see myself with Tamara for the rest of my life I don't think I would have gone ahead with this if I didn't and putting in the work with someone you love is like truly such a beautiful thing because even when it's hard it's easy mm-hmm. <laughs> like the the hard things are bearable because they're in support of a relationship with someone i love like doing long distance for work or just you know having a shitty week at work even living together and coming home to each other is what (laughs) makes it all bearable so when things are hard it's really easy to look at the times when we've when things have been going smooth and and you know for lack of a better term like perfect like everything about how we met to our story of getting married is so affirming and like makes me so happy that when things are hard I can like look at that and be like no actually we work really well together and I'm willing to do whatever I need in order to make sure that the relationship goes forward in a way that's, um, you know, supportive and loving. Now, we just want to take a moment to share about our sponsor, Yuli. 
Yuli is saying buck that to the traditional healthcare system by offering a hassle-free online service that empowers women with a modern approach to discreet, convenient healthcare and medicine. Get faster access to medical certificates, treatments and prescriptions like the contraceptive pill, emergency contraception such as the morning after pill, acne treatments, weight management, sexual health, even assistance to help you quit vaping. And it's all delivered to your door or inbox thanks to their innovative online health service. So say buck that and get online by visiting yuli at yuli.com.au to get your health sorted. I also think like something that has become more apparent to me um, as I've gotten older as well is how much like shared values and like a shared commitment level helps make that ease that easy experience you know because like I have definitely been in relationships where our values didn't align or like I was putting in more effort than the other person or vice versa even and that's where there was always just Mm. constant like problems but I do know exactly what you mean like it's not that the entire relationship is smooth sailing but it's like when you do encounter those issues because you're both in a position where you're both wanting that relationship to work you both love each other you and you both have like that kind of shared like I would call it like almost like a shared um like life trajectory to some degree like not that you're always going to do everything the same Mm. or agree on everything or any of that but just that you're kind of heading in the same direction together I find that that is Mm -hmm. where I see the easiness in my own relationship. Yeah, it makes such a difference having in my early 20s kind of pursued whatever relationship felt nice or kind of just going by, I'm really attracted to this person, they're so hot, Um, and not really caring about us having completely different ideas when it came to like money, career, um, you know, family planning, um, because you know, when I was younger, those things weren't as important to me. Well, now I'm like, oh, actually, we have all these things that we already agree on. So we can move forward really easily. And there's fewer issues. Yeah, like that really stuck out to me when you said how in your previous relationship, you know, that kind of stuff, you just weren't really sure, but you were with somebody who kind of wanted that. And then with Tamara, you were like, oh, wow, like this is what it's like to be with somebody who has is going the same way I'm going in life, like wants to go in this same direction. Mm, that makes all the difference. So like what, has anything about being married been different to what you expected? Um, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I think people always ask me like, how is married life? And I'm like, well, it's like, not like things have radically changed. Um, because we set up so many things beforehand. And I guess like my parents, for example, got married without having lived together. And I think that was like normal, right? People are like, oh, now we're married. Now we move in together. Well, you know, we'd already lived together. We'd already had a like shared bank account which must have been crazy right yeah right like how do you go from not like living with your parents or by yourself to being with this person full time and now you're also married to them (laughs) that makes no sense to me like I totally respect it if it's how people want to do things I think for me I'm like I found moving in with 
my partner, like confronting just in that, like there's this other person in my space at all times. And I like equal parts, like adored it and loved that closeness and also was so overwhelmed by it. So I feel like to have that plus just being married on top of you, plus yeah, like joint bank accounts and like whatever else comes up would be (laughs) for me very overwhelming. Yeah, I I agree. I'm the same. I'm glad that we live in a sort of society where you can test drive things before committing to them full time. So yeah, in terms of like our living situation, it has changed because now we don't, neither of us has work that takes us elsewhere as much. Um, so that's definitely a really positive change, not having to do long distance for like months at a time. Um, and otherwise, the only other thing I think is like when you do your taxes, you have to put in your partner. The government is involved in the relationship in that way. But that's honestly like the biggest change. <laughs> You're like, guys, I swear the government is not involved in my relationship that much. <laughs> not that much until I go to mygov.com.au. <laughs> and I mean, it's nice you get to say my wife. I'm wearing a ring is definitely something that is oddly comforting. Like I don't even go out that much anymore, so it doesn't apply as much to me. But I remember when I was younger, girls would be like, oh, I have a fake engagement ring because then um, guys don't hit on me or like I have an easy out (laughs) and I can just be like, oh, I'm actually in a relationship. Have you heard of this or is this just me? Yes. No, no, I have absolutely heard of this. (laughs) I just am like, it just blows my mind that we felt we had to do that because like we didn't want to deal with the confrontation and that's literally how it was like in clubs and stuff was that men would just like bother you all the time. Mm, and just you know the only thing that could deter them was like another man already owning you ah I know (laughs) um so you know that just feels nice being like okay I have this kind of signifier to the world that you know I'm taken and if I'm at the club don't bother me (laughs) don't don't come near me (laughs) I was actually going to say another thing that you said that I loved which was commitment is sexy even though I do think we've hyper romanticized like the concept of commitment in that it's meant to be no work at all and you'll just feel the feelings all the time and blah 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 on the other hand I also think anyone who is single right now listening will be like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh is how hard it is to date because people don't commit and they're like you know dating you and then like got one eye on the apps or one eye like on their Instagram DMs or whatever it is nice to hear you say like commitment is sexy because I agree I think that I would say I love my partner more now than I did when I met him and I never got that until I was Mm. in this relationship for a couple of years you know which is still early days but like it's, it's about these like deeper and deeper levels of intimacy that you get to that you can't get to without spending all of that time with someone else or, you know, really committing to it. Like you, you would never, I wouldn't know the Tom that I know now if I'd bailed three months in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what you just said about falling more in love as you know each other is also true for me and hasn't always been true. Sometimes it's been like, oh, I've known this person for like a year and a half, two years now. And actually, I don't like them at all. (laughs) That has been my experience in the the past. I'm like, well, I don't know what I was doing for this time, but I don't like you anymore. And um, (laughs) instead now I'm like, I love her more and more. The more time we spend together, the better it gets, the more we know each other. I know it's so cliche, but 
we have so many things in common where we'll say the same thing at the same time or she'll make a suggestion that I was just about to make because Mm. our like schedules are so aligned or the way we think or what we think that we need to do for ourselves or like our little family is is just the same that's something you can't get when you when you're dating around or when you sort of have one foot in one foot out yes it's the one foot in one foot out right Mm. and there is that thought that there could be something better out there because we we're so connected with the internet and maybe you're seeing other people's relationships and you're like I want what they have why don't I have that or yeah just like comparing yourself to other people in a way that's not helpful um, which is something I maybe used to do again like a lot more previously where I was like I want this type of love but then I wasn't doing anything to actually cultivate it in my own life while now by just even from from the very start of the relationship, I wanted to just go all in because I hadn't, I admitted to myself that I hadn't done that before. Mm. And the return on investment (laughs) from going all in has been everything. Well, whenever I've been sort of like umming and eyeing and like thinking or looking at better options, I wasn't really giving myself to the relationship as much and wasn't receiving as much either and I think that that's what like makes somebody marriage material is kind of spending that time to truly get to know them without distractions from from myself or other people I guess. Yeah I a hundred percent relate to that because I think something my therapist I feel like I've mentioned my therapist on this podcast like 15 times so far (laughs) my therapist (laughs) said to me was like the 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 like kind of catch 22 of like love is that you have to open up to like get to those places where you fall more in love and but then that's scary so then you like you know if you're afraid of love you don't open up, but then you don't fall in love. Mm -hmm. So then you don't actually know what you're afraid of. Does that make sense? Like it's almost like this like push-pull because you have to do the scary thing to actually get the return on investment, like you said. Yeah, it's a catch-22. And I like sometimes, honestly, I do find myself still doing this in my current relationship because I really, really struggled with relationship anxiety and still do to some degree all through, like since I, you know, started liking people honestly and um something that like I do is I can almost see like levels of intimacy and like yeah it's just something that I feel like no one ever talked to me about about long-term relationships about how like there'll just be this moment and it can be so innocuous or it can be major like when we got our dog major intimacy development like we went real deep real quick because we suddenly had to co-look after this little creature and our dog literally is like a baby and it was really overwhelming for a bit because (laughs) I was like oh my god like we're so in like we're so in this relationship now like we just got this thing together and now I regret nothing but for like a few weeks it made me really anxious and like kind of like uncomfortable like it was like this discomfort of entering this new level of like emotional intimacy with this person and then like we had really like nothing things like the first time we went we booked a holiday away and I was like oh my god we're going on holidays together and like you know like that there's just sometimes there are these little nothing moments and sometimes they're these really big ones but I think every time I encounter that new depth I I do have a minor freak out but it's more to do with 
that fear of being hurt or that, you know, like, like you were saying, like, you know, it's the reality that sometimes things don't work out. And so like making commitments is really hard. I think in this day and age when you see that a lot. Yeah. And the nice thing about the the little things, like you were saying, is they just add up and over time Mm -hmm. you're like build a life together and all the little decisions you made from like going on some getaway to like buying a coffee machine together or like something we recently started um, because we both love vinyl and records are so expensive, but they're mm-hmm. so much cheaper when you both pay halves, you know, so like, <laughs> we'll go record shopping and I'm like, we can get so many more records now that I'm not just buying them by myself. <laughs> yeah, you're like, great. This is a really good benefit of getting married. Yeah, we're like, um, you know, building out the record collection. But I know it sounds silly like to say like, oh, look at this like co-record collection we have or this coffee machine. But I also look at it like, and I don't know if this is just because I'm very like literal person, but I'm like the more mini commitments Tom and I make together, like buying furniture together or like committing to a holiday a year in advance or like saying yes to going to that wedding together or, you know, um, yeah, all these mini and like macro and micro commitments I think strengthen the relationship even though at the time if you're like me and you get a bit commitment phobic are quite scary I look back now and I go wow like the deeper that I got in the better it's been for me to overcome those fears yeah and also on the same you know note thinking back to some other relationships and situationships I've been in sometimes it's that like macro or micro not commitment that like really turns you off someone Mm -hmm. like I remember dating someone who was going to like a wedding and we were together for maybe almost like a year and I wasn't invited and I was like okay well clearly I mean nothing so I'm not in this you know (laughs) so it like kind of goes both ways like when you're seeing someone and you're like doing those little things that are like oh, I'm not going to include them in these plans because what if we're not together? Then you're very likely not ever going to get to the plans in a year's time because you didn't commit to them together. Yes, yes. And this is the thing is like as someone who gets anxious, I used to behave that way. And like something that my therapist told me to do was like make those decisions, like make the decision, like don't sit there hovering, don't like avoid them, like do make commitments in your life because – you know, either way, you're actually in a better place if you just commit to the thing. And I do think I have sabotaged relationships in the past by avoiding those types of commitments, like avoiding a holiday and avoiding this. And it's like, I think it's easy to say, and for some people, I do think this is true, that if you're avoiding it, you don't want to be with the person. But I don't think it is that cut and dried. I do think there's nuance there because I think we definitely live in a society that is very scared of committing to one thing because we have so many options. And that's why I think it is really beautiful seeing this kind of like radical commitment change, like shift, which I feel like you are kind of part of in this way, you know, (laughs) because it's like, no, actually, like there's something beautiful about this. I also think it's a fear of looking stupid that I had for a long time, like, because there is that moment when you're in a relationship and you are putting in more than the other person and you're not seeing your sort of input matched and you're like, I look like an idiot because I put all my eggs in one basket or I am showing that I care and 
I don't want to look like I care, right? It's like the mentality that, that I had for a long time was like, well, if you show me that you don't care about me, I'm going to care even less. And that's kind of like a, like a response to rejection because rejection hurts and we're scared of being hurt. But the more I've opened myself up to potentially being hurt, the more I've been able to receive love from my partner because her ultimate goal isn't actually hurting me. Who would have thought? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that is like, again, it's that catch 22 is that you have to and like you have to open yourself up to the chance of being hurt to actually experience like the fullness of love as naff as that sounds. It is true. (laughs) It is. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Aurelia. It has been such a nice chat. We got really deep there. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And thanks everyone for listening. Um, And as always, come back next week for another episode of Love Rants. Bye. Thank you for tuning into Pop Sugar's Love Rants. Join us again next week as we navigate the vulnerability, embarrassment and preciousness of love and self-love. Follow yuli.com.au on Instagram and TikTok to stay up to date on all things women's health.